Hello and welcome to another edition of the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm Wildcat Authority Senior Editor Jason Shear, and we are joining you after another loss for Arizona football. It feels like we're at a point in time where Arizona is going to find every possible way to lose a football game, and that's exactly what it did against Washington this past Friday night. The biggest issue right now for Arizona is the same issue that it was in the first game, the same issue that it was in the fifth game, the same issue that it'll be at the end of the year, and the same issue it'll be until the beginning of next year, until Arizona finds more able bodies at the quarterback position. Now look, obviously teams in throughout the country aren't in the same position as Arizona in the sense where it lost Gunnar Cruz, it lost Jordan McLeod, it started from last year, Grant Gunnell, who would have clearly been the best quarterback on the roster, transferred, currently not playing at Memphis because of an injury. Um, but... You know, with that being said, there has to be a point in time where you have to have an able-bodied quarterback. And, you know, hey, if other teams throughout the country lost their top three quarterbacks, sure, it very well could have been similar to this. Uh, The issue is that a lot of teams aren't in that position. The one that you root for, Arizona, is in that position. And there's just no way around it. Now, let's say that Gunnar Cruz and Jordan McLeod were healthy. It's not as if Jordan McLeod is a dynamic quarterback. He's, he's solid. He's average, which is much better than the other options on the roster. Is he the difference between Arizona winning and losing a game? Probably. I think Arizona would have won against Washington had it been McLeod instead of Plummer. I think Arizona clearly would have beat NAU if it was McLeod instead of Plummer. Shoot, I think Arizona would have beat NAU if it was Gunnar Cruz instead of Will Plummer. But that's just not how this works. That's not how football works. We can go back and play the what-if game, and it doesn't matter because Arizona still has the longest losing streak in the nation. So the issue is, you know, in the Washington game, and, and I don't want to put this on the players. I'll get the coaching in a second. But if you're Will Plummer, that interception completely changed the game. And I know other plays will get the attention. Christian Roland Wallace probably played his worst game in an Arizona uniform. Uh, Arizona had too many penalties once again. But if Will Plummer dirties that ball, throws it out of bounds, throws it at the ground, takes a sack, whatever it may be, you assume Arizona is getting three points in, at the least, maybe seven, and that game's over. It's over. It really is. I think points at that, even though there's a lot of football, that game is over. I'm really confident in saying that because I don't think Washington is good enough to recover from that. But again, it's another what-if game. Uh, what if Will Plummer doesn't throw that interception? But he did. He threw it. I mean, we can't go back in time and delete the fact that he threw that interception. He didn't see the defensive lineman. Uh, Washington players basically said, yeah, we, we knew a screen was coming eventually. When my offensive lineman, in that case it was Donovan Lay, didn't engage me all the way. I knew it was a screen pass, and, and I was all over it. Um, do I think it was him making a super play? No, not necessarily. I think Will Plummer threw an awful pass. Now, the flip side of that is you are running the ball pretty much at will. Your best running game of the season. You have a two-possession lead for the first time in a long time against a good team, an average team, whatever you want to call it. Not NAU. How about that? And you decide to, to have Will Plummer throw it. 
Will Plummer has proven, going back to last year, that he is not an accurate quarterback in any way, shape, or form. He may be more willing to throw the football downfield, and everyone's like, yeah, that's great. He's not accurate with it. Who cares if he throws it downfield? It's going 10 yards out of bounds. He doesn't have the arm strength. We saw that with the Hail Mary at the end of the game. Arizona's strategy offensively should be clear moving forward. Have your quarterback throw the ball as little as possible because he can't do it. And that's what we saw against Washington. They were trying to get Will Plummer to throw the ball as little as possible because he could not do it. And when he threw the ball, they were little out patterns. And his receivers didn't necessarily help him. I think that's highlighted by the fact that Brian Castile dropped two five-yard out patterns at the end of the game, which we'll get to in a minute. But if you're Arizona and you finally find something offensively that works, which is handing the ball off to Jalen John, which is putting Jamare at quarterback with Stevie Rocker and running zone read, that is what you should be doing every play. If I was Arizona next game against USC, in reality, it doesn't matter who they start at quarterback. They're not winning that game. But if you want to give your team the best chance of scoring more than 19 points, I mean, Arizona's averaging 14 points a game or whatever. Maybe it's awful. Your best bet isn't having Will Plummer back there. It's having Jamari back there with Rocker, with Jalen John, with Wiley, with Drake Anderson, with whatever, whoever it may be, and running as much as possible. And if you get into absolute must-have throwdowns, then that's when you throw, and so be it. But to throw on first down at the opposing 28 when you have a lead is the wrong decision. Is it a decision that you should have confidence in? Yeah, probably. You assume that a D1 quarterback can throw a three-yard screen pass in the center of the field. He couldn't. They assumed wrong. And when you look at Will Plummer, uh, we should have known that it was the wrong assumption because he hasn't shown that he can do it. Arizona has multiple quarterbacks on this roster that have shown they can't even throw a screen pass. Gunnar Cruz and Will Plummer have shown numerous times that they literally can't throw a screen pass. Jordan McLeod is the closest guy that could do that, and he's hurt now. He's out for the year. Jamari Joyner, I don't know. I mean, shoot, maybe we should see if he could throw a screen pass at this point. And if he can, he may be the best quarterback on the roster. What we have noticed in the past few weeks is pretty clear. And I could probably dedicate a whole separate podcast to this, but Arizona needs a completely different quarterback room next season. Jordan McLeod, Noah Fafita, figure out the rest. Seriously. Will Plummer and Gunnar Cruz just aren't it. And I'm not a proponent of booting guys off the team, whatever. Jed Fish didn't necessarily make the Will Plummer evaluation. He was already on the roster. He made the Gunnar Cruz evaluation. I get why he brought him up. There was no depth, no quarterbacks on the roster, similar to other positions. But it's clear that those guys just aren't getting the job done. And if Gunnar Cruz misses the spring ball... He's done at Arizona anyway because he's starting at the third or fourth quarterback on the roster. If you're Arizona, I assume you got to bring on another quarterback, a veteran quarterback. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know what Arizona's thinking in that situation. It may just say McLeod, Fafita, and, and Plummer and Cruz battle it out for the third spot, and, and they're good and they're confident in those guys. If you're Noah Fafita, you got to feel great because you know that you have a very legitimate chance of playing. Even if McLeod wins the quarterback competition with injuries and what we've seen this year, Noah Fafita has to feel great that he can have a legitimate chance of playing as a true freshman. Now, is it all the coach's fault? Is it all the plumber's fault? Not necessarily. I mean, we saw it at the end of the game. You look at a guy like BJ Castillo. How do you drop two five-yard out patterns when you're wide open? They were guarding against the Hail Mary. They want. They knew that Plummer couldn't make the throw. 
two five out patterns, two seconds left on the clock, you throw the Hail Mary. Cleanly dropped him. He leads the team with six drops, which is the most on the team. At this point, if he's dropping the ball and he's not making big plays, let Jamari get more time at wide receiver. Let Jalen Johnson get more time at wide receiver. Let Booby Curry, Anthony Simpson, Dorian Singer, see what those guys can do because the jury is kind of out on B.J. Castile right now. And I think that you could say that for a few guys. If Jalen John and Stevie Rocker were the two, you know, arguably put the two best running back performances of the season against Washington, when Drake Anderson and Michael Wiley get healthy, why should they take their, their snaps back? Play the best players that do well. Forget who is on the roster getting carries before because you haven't won games before. And I like Drake Anderson, and I think Michael Wiley is better than he's shown. But if Jalen John and Stevie Rocker are what's working, stay with what's working. And I think that's one thing that Fish failed to do against Washington, going back to the plumber pass. The run game was working, so stick with it. Stick with what's working. The offensive line that Arizona has is bad. No one's going to pretend like it's a good offensive line. There's probably one lineman, Donovan Lye, who's good enough. Jordan Morgan hasn't played well. Josh McCauley's been inconsistent. Josh Baker's been inconsistent. Peyton Fears has been inconsistent. Um, Donovan didn't play, but he wasn't great. That's another thing where you got to look at and assume that Arizona's going to bring in guys through the transfer portal that can come in and play right away. But again, if it's working and you are a bad football team, keep doing what is working personnel-wise formation-wise, whatever it may be. Defensively, if it's not working, switch it up. The safeties aren't working. Now, with that being said, I say the safeties aren't working. Gunnar Maldonado and Jaden Young, you can make a case besides quarterback, obviously, that the safeties are the worst position group that Arizona's had all year on either side of the ball. Uh, offensive line has not been good, but the safeties have really hurt Arizona. The problem goes back to the fact that as I tweeted before the game, Arizona has 40 scholarship players that didn't have another Power 5 offer besides Arizona. I would be shocked if there's another team that's that low uh, or that high of a number. I mean, it is an insane number. And when you look at Arizona's safety depth, it's just not there. They're playing who they have to play. And at the end of the day, even though he got a scholarship, Jaden Young is a walk-on. They are playing a walk-on at safety. Gunnar Maldonado... There's some talent there, but there's no consistency. And then beyond that, who are they playing? Isaiah Mays has obviously not proven that he's good enough to play, and they don't have enough depth, so they're kind of stuck. And Don Brown isn't going to change his defense, and in reality, he shouldn't be. And it was kind of interesting to me that people were discussing the defense because, yeah, they struggled in the second half. I'm not going to sugarcoat it. But in college football, if you hold an opposing team to 21 points, you should be able to go undefeated. Like, I'm completely serious. If... if your offense in college football can't score 24 points a game. There is a major, major problem, and it's not the defense's fault. You are asking a lot of the defense to keep coming in the game with bad field position and make stop after stop after stop with not having any bad plays when the offense, you're just looking for good plays. All right? I mean, if you, if you compare the bad plays made by the offense to the good plays made by the defense, you'll, you, you would understand what I'm saying, right? Um, it's clear that the bad plays on the offense are much more than the bad plays on the defense. But yet, the defense is magnified. Like, yeah, like, Will Plummer threw an interception, and then Washington defense went 82 yards or whatever it is. 
Um, well, that was in, in Arizona punted because they had, didn't trust the offense. They trusted the defense, but the defense gets to blame for Washington going the length of the field. Well, no. What about the fact that the offense, Jeff Fish wasn't even confident that the offense could get half a yard. Washington was so confident that they couldn't get half a yard that they declined the penalty to force fourth and one. Should Jeff Fish have gone for it? I don't know. You know, I tweeted at the time, you can't go for it. you got to trust your defense. But in reality, when you've lost 18 in a row, yeah, I guess you could. The problem is that the field goal would have put Washington in the lead. And the defense deserved, in Jed Fish's mind, to give the opportunity to win the game. Okay? No one predicted that the rest of the game would go. I mean, some people may have. But uh, it, it's just, it's bad teams find ways to lose. It's very similar to the UNLV game uh, that happened the other day, where they blew it in the fourth quarter. The worst teams in the country, look at Kansas. They had Oklahoma on the ropes, but then they make a few mistakes, right? The worst teams in the country find ways to lose, and the good teams find ways to win. And right now, Arizona hasn't been able to get out of its own way. NAU isn't clearly better than Arizona. Washington isn't clearly better than Arizona. They had Oregon pretty good shape going in the fourth quarter. BYU had that game in pretty good shape going in the fourth quarter. San Diego State got blown out. Colorado, they beat themselves. It's not like Colorado's offense went wild. You know, the block punt, the pick six, etc. Arizona didn't go out and lose to a team that's a ton better than them. If they played Colorado with a legitimate quarterback tomorrow, I'd pick Arizona with no hesitation. I don't think Colorado's that good. That's why they just, as I'm recording this, fired their offensive line coach. All right? But at the end of the day, bad teams find a way to keep making mistakes. And Fish said it. Well, he said it's like we're getting into fistfights with our hands tied behind our backs. Like, Arizona is doing this to themselves. The penalties, which oftentimes are a direct reflection of discipline and coaching. You know, we could say Arizona false starts, offsides, etc. The coaching staff's job is to find a way to stop that or at least minimize that from happening. It is clear that they are not able to. The coaching staff has to sit down and find a way to minimize those penalties or we are going to see the same result. Okay, I'm not going to predict that Arizona is going to go out and beat USC. I think the only winnable schedule, well, there's two. I think Cal's winnable, and I think Washington State, with everything going on, you never know one week to the next how that team's going to be. They're not going to beat ASU. That's an awful matchup for them. Utah's an awful matchup. USC's an awful matchup. There's two possible wins left on the schedule, unless you're one of these people that believe anything could happen on any given day, etc., blah, blah, blah. Arizona has to get these issues fixed. It could still win a football game. But it is more frustrating than ever because the quarterback issues, the mistakes there, the missed blocks, the offsides, the false starts, the too many men on the field on a third down when you make the stop, you would got the ball back with much more time than you did. Too many men on the field because the linebackers were pointing to an empty gap and a defensive lineman ran on the field. That's what happened on that play. The linebackers saw a gap, didn't think it should be there, and basically called level Tatum onto the field. Too many men on the field, game over. Like, those are stupid penalties. Coaching is responsible for that. Players, whatever it may be, whoever you want to blame, it's dumb all the way around, and it's avoidable. And that's what I think is most frustrating about the losing streak right now is that Arizona's close. They really are. They're close. It's not like they're getting just blown off the field every single game. There's games that have been close. But one team is making mistakes, the other isn't, and the team that's making mistakes is Arizona, and that's why they're losing football games. So... With that being said, we'll have a few more podcasts this week. Obviously, Jadfish Presser coming on Monday. We'll have a uh, 
an update on what he said, a preview of the game against USC. And uh, once again, I'm Jason Shear with Wildcat Authority, and this has been the Wildcat Scoop Podcast.